Welcome to the Melanin Talk podcast. If you enjoy what you hear today, be sure to send us a message, um, an email. You can visit our website, melanintot.com, or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash melanintot. Well, let's dive in to what we have today. Thanks for tuning in to the Melanin Talk podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you the birth stories of my three kids, plus I have a little surprise for you at the end, so stay tuned. Let me tell you how this all started. My mentor just had a baby. This was in 2010, and I was telling her how beautiful her new baby boy was, and I was expressing how I was absolutely terrified to give birth. Just the idea, the whole process, the way it was presented in the media just seemed absolutely terrifying and extremely painful. So I'm expressing my feelings to her and instead of her saying, oh, you know, it's not that bad, you feel better after the baby's born or, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, just make sure you get that epidural early. She didn't say any of that. What she said instead was, those feelings of fear are not of God. You need to read this book. And she turned me on to the book, Supernatural Childbirth. I mean, you can look it up on Amazon. There are tons of copies. It's an old book. It was written, well, not old. Old is relative. But it was written in the 80s. And um, it has changed not only the way that I look at Um, childbirth but at life so the premise of the book is as follows if and this is for this is a Christian book so I'm going to be going into my belief system um, here a little bit but if you believe that when Jesus died on the cross he broke every curse of the law and one of the first curses in Genesis is that women's pain will be greatly increased during childbirth then why is it that so many Christian women have pain during childbirth. It goes on to further explore the scriptures that say things like life and death are in the power of the tongue in Proverbs and that he who, that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, right? All of these things that we read, all these scriptures that we read, all of these things that our Bible says that we're supposed to believe seem to be relevant until it's applied to childbirth. So it was a really interesting read, really interesting perspective. And so as I was reading the book, I began praying for my baby, my delivery, my my birthing process, even before I found out that I was pregnant with SJ. So when I was pregnant with SJ, I um, went to a midwife we decided to go through a birthing center to have her. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. It was wonderful. Um, I went through to the Birth and Women's Center in Dallas, and Cherie was my midwife. And so um, I go to the birthing center and I tell her, hey, I want to have a pain-free delivery. And do you know what this midwife said to me? She said, well, I've never seen that before, but... I believe it could happen. I don't know if Cherie was a believer or not. She never um, shared or discussed her 
religious beliefs and I think the only time I did was when I put it on the forum um, when it asked you your religious preference and yet when I create when I told her this crazy far-fetched idea she was like it could happen let's see and so she spent the next eight months giving me as much information as I could handle about my body because here's the thing I recognize this is going into emotional intelligence self-awareness right I recognize that for me information alleviates fear if I know the process if I know exactly what's happening if I know you know what things should look like versus what they are then it alleviates fear it alleviates doubt so I learned as much as I could about the birthing process. I learned what the muscles are doing. I learned, you know, the importance of each contraction. I tried to submerge myself in birthing videos. I watched a million videos of women giving birth on YouTube. And it was just really important to me to um, find out as much as I could about um, giving birth. Here's the other thing. I read the scriptures and I took them seriously. So I was not only careful about what I said concerning my pregnancy and my future delivery, but I was very protective over what other people said to me. And so was my husband. So much so that people probably thought he was a little bit over the top. So let me give you an example. Um, SJ was born in the summertime. So when people found out that I was having a baby in the summer, they would say, oh my gosh, it's so hot, you're gonna be so miserable. And my husband would stop them and say, no, no, that might be your experience, but that's not gonna be our experience. We're not gonna accept that. And he was fiercely, unapologetically protective over the birthing experience. Because as much as I wanted to be, my personality is not as forward as his is when it comes to me defending myself which is weird because I defend other people very well so he is he's just you know shutting people down left to right oh man when I had when I was in labor I was in labor for 50 11 hours no nope, mm -mm, don't want to hear it her labor is gonna be quick it's gonna be easy it's gonna be smooth oh wow when I was born they had to take the baby because the baby was no our baby's gonna be fine. And it was like kind of, you know, we were, we're first time parents, so it may have come across as a little arrogant, like, okay, you first time parents think you know everything. But really, we were guarding something that was precious to us. And what people spoke, what people spoke, you know, or what people speak rather, is powerful. And we didn't want somebody to speak something over our child. We didn't want the words that had been spoken to permeate, you know, my, womb and my child accept that as reality or my body accept that as truth and so we were extremely protective so um we had some adversity of course because whenever you're given a promise and whenever you're you have some far-fetched crazy idea that nobody believes in or nobody you know believes is possible you're gonna run into some adversity that's going to challenge your thought process so for me in this pregnancy with SJ, that adversity was um, preterm labor. At five months, I was 100% effaced. So what that means is that my cervix that was keeping my womb closed, it was completely flat. It's supposed to be, you know, kind of thick, and it was completely flat. 
which meant I could go into labor at any given moment. I was on bed rest from five months on to until she was 36 weeks along. So I was on bed rest for about three months, almost three months, and it was hard. So you know what I did? I prayed, I believed, I visualized, I did everything that I could to see myself giving birth to this perfect baby without any pain. So fast forward to 39 weeks, I'm off bed rest, I'm talking to a friend, she leaves, I get up to go to the bathroom and my water breaks. I um, go to take a walk <laughs> and as we are walking, my husband and I are walking around the block, it's about 10 o'clock at night um, and it starts to rain. And I mean, it's like pouring down, raining in the middle of the summer as I'm leaking amniotic fluid as I'm walking down the street with my husband trying to get these contractions going. So um, we finally get in the car, get ready to go to the um, birthing center and with each contraction I do squats. I do squats with every contraction that makes sure that the baby's head is engaged and every contraction is um, as meaningful as possible. I end up um, falling asleep at one point during the birthing process and I wake up pushing. I pushed maybe twice. And our precious baby girl comes shooting out, my husband catches her, and it was amazing. It was amazing. So that was SJ's birth story. She was a little baby, five pounds, um, 13 ounces, and just perfect in every way. Okay, so fast forward a few years later, literally a few years later, and I'm in labor with my son. This is a completely different experience. His, um, his uh, pregnancy with him had some complications, so we are in a hospital with him, and um, we are just admitted, and then the nurse comes, and she's talking to me and telling me, you know, you're dilated, you're five centimeters, your um, contractions are coming every few minutes, but it looks like they're not as strong as we want them to be. And so I say, okay, well, that's, you know, it, to be expected because I'm laying on my back, I'm not walking around, so I expect that they're gonna slow down or not, maybe not be as powerful as they would have been had I been able to do squats and other things with each contraction. So she says, we're gonna give you some Pitocin. And I said, okay. And she looks at me and says, well, if you haven't been feeling the contractions before, you're really gonna feel them now. And I said, well, now, I felt the contractions before, they just don't hurt. And she says, well, they're gonna hurt now. And she leaves out the room. Okay, big, huge difference between a birthing center and a hospital, in my experience. I know there are some great nurses out there. I actually know some really cool nurses. But it, when it came to this experience that I had in my delivery, this nurse was a hot mess compared to the midwife who was like, oh wow, this is actually like working. You're working through this thing and you're not screaming or hollering and there's no pain and this is, this is what you were designed to do. You know, that's what my midwife was saying and then I'm in this situation with baby number two and I have a nurse telling me that almost like wanting me to be in pain. So that was 
baby number two. The Pitocin kicks in, the contractions are getting stronger, and you know what? They still don't hurt. So my mom is in there. She wasn't there for the for SJ's birth. So she's in here for KJ's birth. So she's in there. We're cheering on the contractions, literally like, go, 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 go. Every time the, the contraction um, gets stronger and everybody thinks that we're crazy, but it just is what it is. It's, it's just what got allowed to happen. So I tell my mom, I say, mom, can you take SJ out? Cause she had been in the room the whole time, crawling all over me playing while I'm going through these contractions. I actually have a picture where I'm in labor with KJ and I said, uh, eight centimeters to go or eight centimeters down, only two more to go. And I'm so excited. And my friends are like, what is wrong with you? I cannot believe you're smiling through this birthing experience but it's by the grace of God, right? I believed, I stood on what I knew to be true and that's what manifested in my life. So, um, I tell her, can you take baby girl downstairs? The baby is crowning and um, can you tell the nurse that it's time? So the nurse comes in and she says, I've been checking your blood pressure. It hasn't moved. If the baby was crowning, we would we would know at the nurse's station we would be alerted and I said can you please check me he is crowning I can feel him crowning and so the doctor comes in she calls for the doctor the doctor comes in he checks me and he's like oh yeah okay he's right there but the doctor is taking his time he's like sitting down he's trying to adjust the his stool he's trying to adjust the bed and my husband gets so mad that he turns to the doctor and says, if you don't catch that baby, I will. And my body, I didn't even push. I just remember my body pushing on its own with the next contraction and my son comes shooting out. The doctor grabs him and you know, it's all good. So that was baby number two. So with baby number three, I gave my doctor the heads up. Hey, I have pain-free deliveries. I actually have a very low tolerance for pain, which is what makes this such a miracle because it takes me, if I get a bruise, it takes a long time for it to heal. If I, you know, stub my toe, like it's throbbing pain. So it's not that I'm impervious to pain. I feel pain. Just. I just believe it's the grace of God that I'm not feeling the pain during childbirth. And I believe that preparing myself and praying and believing, having faith has helped me with my birthing experiences. Okay, so then I have um, AJ, who's the last one. I tell my doctor, I give her the heads up and she's like, oh, okay, well, this is gonna be new for me. I've delivered a lot of babies. I've never seen that before. So, and she wasn't saying it in like a, dismissive kind of way she was saying it like in an excited way she was really excited to see to see this to experience this so um we had a great relationship the whole pregnancy um her name is uh dr don cashy she works at burbank women's health center in, L in la and she's amazing amazing so um we're talking i'm 38 weeks along I'm sitting in her office and during the course of the pregnancy, my husband and I moved, but I continued going to Dr. Cashy because she was just such an amazing doctor. So um, she has her hands on my belly during the last appointment and she actually taught me 
how to tell if I'm having a real contraction because I'm not feeling pain, I'm just feeling the pressure. So she said, if your um, contraction feels like the tip of your nose, it's not a real contraction. If it feels like your chin, it's getting there. If it feels like your, if your belly feels like your forehead, that is a real contraction. So we're sitting in her office at my 38 week appointment and she has her hands on my belly as we're talking. And I'm having contraction after contraction after contraction. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want you to go home. You're two hours away. I feel like if I let you leave, that you're gonna have this baby on the side of the road. Um, how do you feel about me inducing you today? The baby looks good, the vitals are good, but you've had like at least three contractions in the past 15 minutes that we've been sitting here. So I don't know if I want you to drive, you know, make that two hour drive home and then try to get back, you know, if you go into labor. And so, um, and then she asked me a very interesting question, which turned out to be very important. She said, how long was your delivery with your first baby? I said, it was eight hours from when my water broke, she was born. She said, what about with KJ? I said, with KJ, after my water broke, he was born four hours later after the doctor broke my water. So she said, okay, go and then um, eat and do your thing and then check, out, check into the hospital tonight and I'll come by um, sometime after five. So I'm like, okay. So I go eat, get the kids situated. We go to the hospital, check in. Um, they get me all plugged up. I'm having contractions left and right. They break my water at about 5.30. At 7.30, my daughter was born. <laughs> and it was crazy. My bladder was full, like a lot of the time. And so I, I was like, I really have to go to the bathroom. The nurses at this hospital were amazing. They're like, no, you can't go to the bathroom because we feel like you're gonna have this baby. We've been standing here watching your vitals and your contractions are happening and your blood pressure is not elevated. So we have to be in the room with you to watch you to make sure you don't have this baby on your own. And I said, please, I just have to go to the bathroom. They tried to give me a bedpan. I could not use it. Um, so she lets me get up and go to the bathroom. As soon as I go to the bathroom, I get really uncomfortable. Like I start stretching and just kind of trying to like work out my back. This is the first time I think I ever had like back labor, but I was just trying to like get my back comfortable. And the nurse is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, uh, well my back is uncomfortable. I'm just trying to stretch. And she said, every time you have a contraction, you stretch, stop that. And I was like, okay. And by this time, Dr. Don was not back. Dr. Cashew was not back in the hospital. Um, she went to go eat dinner with her family and she was gonna come back and deliver the baby. So she's like, okay, I'm gonna check you. This is the nurse. She's like, I'm gonna check you. So the nurse goes and she checks me and she's like, oh my goodness, the baby is crowning. She puts her hand there and she's like, I don't think she's, I don't think the doctor's gonna make it. Can somebody please page her? And she's like, I'm just gonna leave my hand right here and try not to push. And so Dr. Kashi comes in like still chewing food, keys and phone in hand, 
the nurse's team like runs to her gets her all scrubbed up puts the whole like suit and gloves and stuff on her and then she's like okay go ahead and push little push big push all right we're done baby's out and she said i've never seen this before you laughed this baby out and so our last child her middle name is joy and she really truly is a joy and so those are my three um, birthing experiences with um, my oldest three and then I shared you guys, with you guys how we had the two miscarriages and we our most recent loss was hope well um, as of right now I am 11 weeks pregnant with um, baby number four so so far everything looks good I'm really excited about this delivery and I figured I would share it with my podcast listeners first um and i just appreciate you guys as a smaller audience so you guys can really um you know appreciate being the first to know and then i'll probably share it on social media in the next couple of weeks um, but thank you for tuning in to melanin todd's podcast i hope you found it um interesting i will be documenting uh, my journey throughout this pregnancy and just some things that I do to prepare my heart, mind, and body for bringing home baby. And I'm just so excited to share this with you. All right. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day, evening, wherever time zone you're in. Bye-bye. <laughs>